You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Sherbunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. How can working mothers do it all? Have it all? A career that they love? a time for their family, a time for themselves, and of course, the money to pay for it. Our guest today is Liz Hand, who's a fellow colleague and a certified financial planner who works with women and helps them step into the retirement by planning a lot of these things that you better pay attention in your 30s, 40s, and 50s, right? And maybe even 60s. But we're talking about how prioritizing your goals or how to figure out your financial goals has the ultimate impact on the decisions you're going to take, whether you're going to be saving more, whether you're going to be working longer. We also talk about how five headwinds that Liz highlights don't really help women get ahead faster. But listen, the time is still on your side. Join us for this conversation. The opinions expressed on this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individuals. To determine which investments or solutions may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. Security is offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Pleasant Wealth LLC is not an affiliate of Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provides legal or tax advice. Hey, money bosses. I'm so excited for our today's conversation. I have Liz Hand, who is a certified financial planner who works with women and helps them get their retirement on target. And today's conversation is focusing on how can working mothers really do it all? Because we tend to want to do a lot of things. We want to have the career that we love, a family time, time for ourselves. And of course, since this is a financial podcast and both Liz and I are financial planners, we really got to talk about money. So how do we connect all of these together and really come out strong? So Liz, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Yes, it's good to be with you today, Anna. So how, um, let's talk a little bit about um, setting priorities. And we practice a lot of it in the financial planning work, but when you start to kind of lay out all of these pieces, um, because the word priorities really technically referring to just one thing, but like, as I just said, we we really want to have it all. So where do we begin? Yeah, I think so. My perspective, I work with a lot of women who are nearing retirement. And so as I think about a working mom who's trying to get it all done, um, there is a process you have to do where you bring those values, those things that are driving your family 
um, to the surface. And not a lot of people can do that on their own, which is great for um, engaging with a financial planner like you or myself, where we can bring those to the surface and help direct what to do with money. Because um, just the way that women engage with money, it's it's easier for them to connect life with the decisions, the financial decision-making that they have. So what does the family want? Where is the family going? That is the question I like to, to start with. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it's very similar. We do begin our planning process by um, kind of, you know, putting all of the financial questions that that clients are like asking right off the bat, you know, what's my allocation and where I put the savings account? I'm like, okay, that's all great. We'll get to those questions. Let's talk about your goals and, and really help them um, map those out. A lot of people, and I, I noticed a lot of folks never really sit down and think about the bigger picture, right? So like start at the 360 degree view and then just kind of break it down. Like maybe retirement and these you work, you work with a lot of women. Retirement seems like for, a, you know, a 35 year old or 40 year old, um, you know, mother running, you know, everything seems like it's 20 years from now. So it's like, it's never going to happen. But if uh-huh. you start to like with that big view and start to like really break it down, you know, 10, 20 years, then 10 years back. And so I, I like to focus on that. Um, but it, I definitely relate to the fact that it's, it's difficult. Yeah. And I, you know, it's all the little steps that we take in this time period. You know, I'm in my thirties and a working mom, and it's the little things that I put in place now that completely shape the future. So actually, if we could take a step back and just think about from the, from the perspective of retirement. So um, retirement is a time where we either decide to step out of the workforce, our body tells us to, or our mind is no longer able to function in the way that it was. And so we have to rely on the money that we have saved. But I don't know if you've, um, you've probably heard some of these statistics, but there are five different headwinds that Uh, a woman faces as she's stepping towards retirement. And I think that can really shape the discussion around your thirties and forties. If you understand what a woman stepping into retirement is facing today. So I'll, I'll just run through those. That's, that sounds really um, intriguing. So let's just dive into them. Yes. Okay. So the first is that women are paid about 80% as our male counterparts. Um, We've heard that statistic we know those that piece of information, but might not know the implications of that. So when we are paid 80% of what our male counterparts are, that means that not only do we have less cash flow today to spend on the things that we want, but it also lessens the pensions that we have, if anybody has access to a pension, um, our social security benefit in the future, and any free money that an employer might give uh, towards your retirement plan. So it lessens all of that. Um, and as you think about the second headwind is with as women are stepping out of the workforce, especially in you know 20s, 30s, 40s, to care for family members, that can also lessen cash flow in the present moment, but also in the future. It reduces the amount of pensions, the amount of Social Security, the amount of 401ks. Um, and women then, when they're stepping back into the workforce, don't have the same growth in income or the trajectory momentum. That's the word I want momentum of their income growth. And so again, that impacts the, the retirement picture. Also number three, the third headwind is that women tend to invest too conservatively where we have a lot more comfort and understanding with bank accounts and savings types of accounts. 
Um, but without stepping into the stock market in the way that we should, quote unquote, for our age, um, we have to end up saving more, saving more in the present or just ending up with less in retirement. So if you think about, well, actually, let me just keep going. I'll go to number four. Um, have you heard of the pink tax? I've heard of it. It's a, it's a, it's, it's something definitely worth explaining. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not a true tax, but it's the, um, the understanding that goods and services, women pay more for the average good and service than their male counterparts. So if you go to the grocery, the, excuse me, the, the store and you're looking at razors, for example, the blue razors are cheaper than the pink razors. Or if you look at childcare items, the blue childcare items are cheaper than the pink childcare items. And even goods and services like haircuts or oil changes or whatnot. So if women... So in the present moment, women are paying higher premiums on the same types of goods and services. And then the fifth headwind facing that women face in retirement is that simply we live longer. Um, I'll have you guess for me, unless you know this off the top of your head, which I totally wouldn't. But um, do you know the average age of a, a man and a woman? I do know that, uh, I mean, obviously we, we use, uh, you know, that the planning ages uh, when we create a financial plan, but yeah. uh, I, I, I'm going to get definitely guess. So, so uh, male counterparts would be maybe mid eighties and women would be closer to nineties. I think that is definitely the age ranges that we get in our financial planning tools. Um, and, you know, there's different numbers given depending on who's doing the research. The one that I found, which I think was from the Kaiser something group. Um, they said the average age of a male is 76 and the average age of a woman is 81. Now that might be a little bit outdated information, health advances all the time, but either way, the big picture, what we're trying to say is there's about a five year difference between age, uh, length of age, um, for men versus women. So women have to prepare for five extra years in retirement typically. Um, yeah. And that also means that we have greater exposure to needing long-term care eventually. So if I can just uh, rewind all of that and paint the picture for our listeners here today, if you think about it, women are paid 80% of what their male counterparts are, which means they have less for social security and 401ks. They also have less in their pocket today. However, goods and services cost more, so they're sucking up more of their cash flow today. Additionally, when we invest too conservatively, we have to save more today just to get to the same goal as our male counterparts. And therefore, we're very cash-strapped from that perspective if we're not clued in to our money. And there are just little steps, little tweaks that you can uh, take in your 30s and your 40s that make all the difference for your retirement. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on all of that. Yeah, totally. And I, as you were describing all of these, um, it's, it's, it's definitely, and I hope for our listeners too, it's, it's sort of these bells are ringing, like, okay, we need to, we need to focus on, you know, what's, what's ahead of us. And as we just talked about, like, what are, what are our goals? And so like, what are some of the practical things that we can start doing now while we're in our thirties and forties, when we're trying to prioritize all of the things that we discuss, money, family, relationships mm -hmm. in our careers. Mm -hmm. I think when it comes to money, my favorite thing to do in these early years is to automate as much as possible. So um, if 
your le- your listeners are they typically more um, like corporate type of women who have access to a four hundred one k or self employed that are generate generating their own? It's it's both. We have a mix of listeners. Okay, we well, have access to a retirement plan. Okay, great. So if you have a f- access to a four hundred one k, that's my favorite tool to save for retirement um, because some depending on the type of company that you work for you can set automatic increases to the amount that you're saving into your 401k every year. Usually those are larger companies that have that that, uh, feature, but it's becoming more and more common. And for women who are creating their own retirement savings, either with a SEP or um, just an individual retirement account, it's setting a reminder on your calendar every so often to bump up the amount that you're doing so that it can happen in an automated basis. Hey, money bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow System, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less than five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. What happens? Um, I, I like I like the suggestions for for automation. I'm I'm a big believer in that. I, I, if I can automate everything in my life, it would be awesome. Just because mm-hmm. that gives so much more mental space, right? Forget about the the, the time on a clock because we all have about the same amount of time, and so. But it's just like this freedom you have because trying to juggle so many things. What happens when? Like what happens when life happens to you, right? You decide or you purposely decide that you want to expand your family or perhaps you want to change your career because these are some of the headwinds that we're talking about, right? That impact the ultimate results that we all you know, have as women. So how do we, what adjustments do we make to, to our overall finances? It's why I think it's such a good idea to have a financial planner that you talk to on a regular basis for them to help you map out and see what is possible with your finances in a, in a big life change and a pivot that you're making. Um, and through that engagement, you can see in a chart form 
what happens to your finances if you make X decision versus Y, if you have to stop saving into a retirement account for, you know, five years to get something off the ground, what's the like pros and cons to that? How does it look in the future? Um, just so that you go into things with an open, open eyes, you know what you're dealing with and you can also set boundaries on yourself. So, um, you know, people have health events that take them out of the workforce. People decide to step out of the workforce, um, for their family and, in those moments, they don't necessarily know what the time frame is, but maybe if they have somebody that they're relying on that can say, like, check back in with me in at my next review and just see how things are going, um, it's an outside mechanism that helps keep us on track. I love that. And I think we all really learned a big lesson and still learning a big lesson. We're just about here in California, we had uh, our, our shutdown happened on March 17th. So we're about a year into this right? The, the new world. And so I think a lot of us learned a really, you know, a good lesson or, you know, sad lesson last year, how things like pandemic can really shift a lot. And so has it impacted uh, a lot of folks' savings? Probably, right? In mm-hmm. some positive ways and a lot of, for a lot of you, not in a really positive way. So I'm really supportive of you talking about building, you know, building a team of, you know, of folks that you can rely on. So aside from um, who would you recommend for women to kind of create, a, you know, around yourself in terms of a support? So we talked about a financial planner, but who else do you um, advise your clients to work with? Um, well, if they are self-employed, definitely partnering with a CPA of some sort that can help them navigate the tax piece of that. Um, but if we're talking about like a career pivot, I love working with coaches personally. I, coaches provide such um, an interesting, unbiased third third <laughs> third party vantage point on what I'm doing and help. Um, they you know they've seen these ripple effects throughout their clients of things that I could possibly avoid, and that would be, I mean, that's such good use of capital for me personally. Yeah. Invest investing in yourself, right? Like we're there's always this conversation. Okay, well, where should I invest my money? And so a lot of times I think we automatically think, okay, well, it needs to be in a piece of property or in the stock market or you know those kinds of things. But I think at the very uh, like at the very beginning, we need to realize that like we are our own capital, right? Like we we are like that's where all it kind of starts. So investing in yourself um, is 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 really crucial. It is has been and always probably will be for me. So I'm always advocating and yeah, excited to um, to support women who want to to do those kinds of you know um, relationships. Um, I I was thinking more of like. So when I work with clients or we, you know, sit down to look at, at a full comprehensive plan. So obviously you have, you know, a, a financial planner. I think a lot of times of our role is a quarterback um, mm-hmm. just because we're sort of bringing all of, you know, all of the pieces together. And it's like, you've given me a puzzle. I tell client, you know, there are clients this a lot just because it makes them feel a little bit better. So they don't think like, oh my gosh, I just don't really have it together and that's okay. But you're like, you've given us a puzzle. We really want to solve it. But since the role of a quarterback is to kind of keep it all together, sometimes you need to go out and find the experts, right? Or the people who are specialists in a certain area. So it is a CPA that you mentioned, or for example, um, the state planning attorney, if we're talking about, you know, creating those certain documents that 
everybody needs to have to make sure their financial plan really holds together. Um, insurance people, right? So it really just depends on what your needs are. And it, don't get me wrong that you have to have this on day one. Like it evolves, right? right? Like your financial plan evolves, your life evolves. And so you look for help, but you start to build the team of these trusted advisors that hopefully are all on the same page mm-hmm. <laughs> right? and, and giving yeah. you the advice and recommendations. Even your coach, right? If you're working with somebody needs to be in sync of what your goals are. Like that's why we really start with, with financial goals or, or just goals in general um, to help connect all, all of these dots. Yeah, definitely. How, um, if we were to, to think back about um, the, the five headwinds you mentioned at the beginning. And so we know that these things are, um, you know, not helping us per se, what can we, especially for women in their thirties and forties, what can we start to do today? Like we talked about automating uh, some of our, uh, or all of our savings, if we can, particularly retirement, but what else, where else can we put our effort now so that when a time comes for retirement, we're in a much better position? Yeah. I, um, I know this is a difficult thing for people to do, but this is a good recommendation. <laughs> and that is just from the pay perspective, um, you can use an over or under question to someone to kind of gauge where their pay is compared to yours if you have a similar position. Maybe it's in the same company or maybe it's someone in a similar company and you're trying just to gauge, am I am I on track with where I should be? Um, so asking someone, oh, we're in the same position. Are you over or under $90,000? And if they say over and that's, you see a disparity there, then that's when you can step in and, you know, maybe ask for a raise. And of course, Glassdoor is a good, good way to do some research on, on pay and make sure that you're being compensated the way that you should be for your area of the country, for the role that you're doing, for the type of um, industry that you're in. Yeah, and I, women are known for for those you know kind of uh, conversations that they'd like to avoid, right? Asking for more pay or asking for a higher, you know, for a raise or higher compensation. So I think we we definitely need to um, step more into our shoes. I know you have um, your own educational platform, and so you put out a lot of interesting um, tidbit uh, videos and information. You want to talk about that because I think oh sure, um, an interest out there, and I'd love our listeners to connect with you. Thanks. Um, Yes. So I enjoy making videos and I have a YouTube channel called Pleasant Financial Conversations. In there, I am, I always take the perspective of retirement because that is my wheelhouse of the type of person that I work with. Um, But just getting those five minute clips of different, um, really it's financial jargon. So women aren't as immersed in the financial jargon as our male counterparts, just by the nature of the way that we have conversations. Um, So these are easy to understand bite-sized pieces about finances that you need to know about investing, about retirement, about um, social security, any, any little piece of that. Um, So inviting you to come and subscribe to my channel there and, and start that educational piece. Yeah, totally. And I'm happy to link this in our show notes um, as well. So for folks, because I'm always, I'm always after, and it's just like, 
especially now there's just so much information that is thrown at us. And I think um, just being in the state of overwhelm, overwhelm is, is normal, but like both you and I know that these little things that you can kind of adapt as habits, right. Or learn as you go on a daily basis and start implementing in your financial life, make a whole lot of impact down the road. So yeah, I totally love Love what you're doing with that. And so we definitely will include the information there. Thanks so much for um, for your time today. Um, yeah. Very excited to have you here. Yes, it's a pleasure to be with you. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.